want you to know that we started this recording at 3 3 p.m eastern standard time oh my god we welcome really did. Wow. to Look the six and shannon show aka astrology, astrology sucks, sucks. Oh, wow um also oh. yeah three 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 and we're about to start oh god we're well, we got I, quite I had a topic to, we really had to start on lucky numbers because holy shit like Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Today we're yeah, talking yeah. about politics, and we, I think that both of us have both gone in and out of being excited and not excited about having these episodes because we've been planning these for a while, and I think it's kind of scary to think about how to do them because I think, you know, I'm not going to speak for Shannon, but for me, there's this imposter syndrome of not necessarily feeling qualified to have the conversation with you and this like sense of responsibility that like makes it scary to like say the wrong thing, especially like when people are fact checking and you don't want to get canceled and it's scary to make mistakes. But as Shannon and I grow in influence, I think that it's our civic responsibility to have this conversation with you guys and it's going to be an ongoing conversation it's not going to be like one conversation we're going to have multiple episodes about this election (sighs) yeah and um i i am definitely a little more on the hesitant side of discussing it than six is which is all good we're all gonna just be good but i i don't know i mean i Talking about politics is not, I mean, I talk about politics all the time with like my friends or like online or whatever, but it's, or like on my Twitter or something, but it's uh, very interesting to talk about it in a more public space, like this podcast, which will be linked to, you know, anybody that wants to listen. So (laughs) I just want to say two things about you, Shannon, that make me know that you are more than competent to have this conversation. Tell me. Okay. One. You are an educated woman. Like Thank you. <laughs> Shannon went to school for journalism. So out of anyone, this Gemini Mercury ruled messenger woman is more than capable to have this conversation about politics and be fully informed. And her Pisces moon and 10th is about to shine Aww. because she's understanding all the different perspectives, not just from a white lens, but from a black lens, from an indigenous lens, like from all these different paradigms of thought, while also being humble and understanding that as a white woman, she can't do that completely. But I'm not going to let your Leo Chiron not shine. Not when you're about to have your Saturn return. Saturn and Aquarius, you better shine. (laughs) Oh my God. I just realized too that your Mars is going to oppose Saturn Aquarius and your Mars natally opposes my Aquarius Saturn. Wow. Interesting. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Thanks. <laughs> I just want to see you shine. Uh, shine and shine. That's shine what best shine. friends do. They support their best friends and all that they want to do. And also all the things that they're scared to do. Because that's uh, what friends do. I have a cancer moon. If you didn't you're so cute. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I definitely it's 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 definitely I feel like I am at least able. Thanks 
journalism school. Shout out to Mizzou J School. Okay. Um, I definitely feel like I'm able to discern fact from not and from fact from opinion, fact from hearsay, from just like, you know, from tweets and whatever. But um, I guess it's just more of like, oh, I am like politics has been such a wild just it just feels so like out of fucking whack and it's been feeling out of whack since last election and prior to last election and i was literally just talking i was mentioning to six prior to this uh episode that or prior to recording that i'm having a lot of deja vu like this is feeling this current election cycle moment this primary is feeling a lot like 2016 in the fact that when when before before Bernie was out when it was Hillary versus Bernie and like as a top two ish and they were and Hillary's and Biden are very similar they're both in that older establishment Democrat politics they have both already worked within the White House being uh, both a first lady and then a vice president and so it's just so interesting to see this same thing like Bernie is the same progressive voice. Mm-hmm versus Biden, who's the same Democrat centrist, what we've, what we've establishment voice, what we've been used to. Yeah. And I just just, don't know. I just don't know. It feels very weird. And I'm really annoyed that I'm probably gonna have to end up voting for Biden. Like that just sucks. (laughs) I don't want to have to vote for him, but I'm going to vote for him and not, or or, um, I'm going, yeah. Wow. I I really want to amplify what you're saying, but also calm your nerves to some extent. Not in a condescending way, but quite literally in a. You you mean you can hear my mercury nerves just unraveling? I can hear your nerves go. "Ah, ah, I might have to vote for. You can see me me right now. I'm just like my hands are just like. (laughs) Have you ever you seen Peridot on Steven Universe? Literally Gemini Risings. I feel, I feel Peridot so much. I feel her so much. Oh my god. But no, so but no. So that's why I checked the link that I just sent you. By the way, to amplify your friends' voices online, send them links that will support their argument. Hashtag link me. Oh, the US of freaking A's birth chart. So <laughs> I think a part of the reason why this energy feels so similar to you is because Mercury Aquarius retrograde was happening on America's Aquarius moon in the third house of self-expression. So, and it's like very interesting because uh, more Aquarius energy is in America's second house, but like the second house falls into Capricorn. So we have very like, let's pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and work hard values. Like we have these Capricorn values. And like, I think those values are like, even if we're not saying it out loud anymore, I feel like people are really like, I feel like that that is like the like kind of conservative perspective, like the conservative and the moderate perspective. And a lot of our parents just feel like we're like asking for a handout and they in their minds walk through 20 fleets of snow, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and they don't want to give ways, no shoes mm-hmm. in the snow. Yes. No phone. <laughs> And they and it, and they were able to be rich and or middle class. So we sh- like I feel like that is a lot of like older white people's opinion and perspective. And so they see like somebody like Elizabeth Warren and Barney. Um, Barney. Huh, Barney. Barney was a Bernie was a dinosaur. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's. 
that's how our parents view us. They like think that we like Bernie because he sounds like Barney and we need to grow up and work hard and pay our student loans. And we took the taxes out and we need to read the contracts and be liable for our responsibilities. And it's very interesting because I feel like, I think what really is frustrating with older white America is, and not even just older white America, to some extent, older conservative America, but I'm mostly white America. I've mainly, it's no offense, white people, but like, it's y'all. It's like this very much like on a political level. And even I've seen for like, I don't think black people have enough power to really display this, but for what older- Well, the problem also, and I will, I'm a, I'm a, this is, a, this is a wild stance to take. The other thing that's interesting is it's not that I don't necessarily believe that black people don't have the power, at least when it comes to voting, because there are so many of you, like there are a lot of you and, but the, of you, of black people, um, <laughs> of me, I am so all black people. <laughs> um, no, but, um, but they are either screwed by gerrymandering and or they are disenfranchised, or unfortunately, a lot of them, a lot of people of color and a lot of poor people. It's just like, this is not even a, there's, how about this? A lot of people don't vote and it's not, and that's hard because it's one of those things where their voice matters, but you can only do so much to literally get people to go to vote somewhere. And I don't, there will never be a world, I think, personally, where we can vote from home, maybe in like very far future. But like, especially mm-hmm. with the way that we were rigged, you know, that it was rigged last time, like a little bit or potentially rigged, hashtag no collusion, whatever, like who knows, we weren't, it wasn't proved, but there was definitely not some stuff going down and, and, and electronic voting only makes that worse. So I don't, I just think it's going to be really hard to get people out to vote because, but also at the same time women <laughs> white women <laughs> women white women for me women what white women I, what I, I mean I need y'all to, to stop voting for these dumbass men like Trump <laughs> because what, what I kind of so mean and sorry Sam, it's okay I like <laughs> I kind of it was something about more about like structural change I, lost the thought but it was something it was I well i mean i was that. talking about I, I mentioned like gerrymandering i mentioned disenfranchisement i missed it mentioned but yeah but voting. that was very that was very to the somewhere else yeah. from the point i was trying to make but it's <laughs> i'm go, i'm gonna it was a good point and it's something that we need to talk about i think like okay this is what it was back to like old, like white americans i feel like to some extent white older white people feel like they did a good job Like, they feel like while they didn't fix racism, they did a really good job. And Donald Trump doing this now is us going backwards. Oh, for sure. I mean, and 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 I think Trump pushes us backwards in lots of ways. And, 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 And racism is probably the biggest one, especially with the way he wanted to, you know, close down the Okay, so this is it. This is exactly it. This is the black and white divide. I don't think that Donald Trump pushes us backwards. He pushes us forward because now at least we're being honest with these conversations. Oh, well, okay. Yes, no. I I, And like, that's the thing. And I'm not like, I'm not dismissing what you're saying. I'm just saying that 
I think that the majority of older white people really do like to some extent at least hear Trump's values. Like it really like it oh, isn't even yeah. like it really they think, that, they think that he's this people people think that Trump made himself out of nothing that he grew up from Queens and made exactly. this huge company. They think that he has earned everything he has without even realizing that like he hasn't earned much because he started with a bunch of, with his money from his father. He evades taxes. He has always found ways to get in and around of paying money or spending money. And it's just, it's, that doesn't necessarily mean he's earned what he has. It's just very interesting because he knows how to move his money around and it doesn't necessarily mean that he's earned it. It's just really interesting that the his public perception is very different than how he seems to be interacting in. I think that's very life. interesting that you point that out because that's very representative of like Pisces Neptune that we're going through right now, like really unpacking the layers of Donald Trump and like also like how people. Well, I think too the him. layers of the layers just like of our of of, of all this, you mm-hmm. know. Hang on, where is where's Pisces in America's chart? It's yeah, in intercepted the in the third. third. And wow. so and I think that that makes. I mean, it's it's. I think it makes a lot of sense because of the way that we're learning and unpacking and discussing differences in all of the situation with politics. But anyway, I just think It's so interesting because it's like, um, it's intercepted, like you said, in the third house. Also opposes Um, natal Neptune of, because the U.S.'s natal Neptune is in Virgo. Oh, so that's very interesting. So it's like an opposition between the fourth house, like what we know and how we express it or how we express ourselves based off of what we learn. And it's like, it's very interesting because it almost looks like with Neptune, um, because Pisces is incepted, that means it's within a house, like it's sandwiched between two signs if you're looking at a birth chart. The fourth house is actually Aries and for America to have like fourth house and Aries, like there's always a fight. Like Americans are always and, and also for kind something. of a self-made attitude. Like one mm-hmm. for all, me for me. I'm this is my home. I built it. It's my stuff. It's mine, 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 mine. I mean, Aries is kind of the toddler, right? Like <laughs> exactly. So it's like to have. I think what's very interesting is so I've been making jokes about how all these Aquarius like transits are going to go. Like you're gonna have Pluto in Aquarius. We're gonna have Saturn in Aquarius. Aquarius, we're going to have Jupiter in Aquarius. And I like joke about how either we're going to go back to learning how to be, um, you know, I wish I had a different word for this, but this is the word that I guess developmental like um, evolutionary psychologists use, but tribalist in nature, like kind of going back to communal living. And well, so yeah, forth. oh yeah, we are definitely no matter what, especially like, with humans, Uranus going into Gemini. Humans are not solitary creatures. We never exactly will be and never can't be. And we need and not only that, but we also thrive whenever we have groups of people, delegated jobs for each group. I mean, it's it's literally like, think again, yeah, back to tribes. Like when you think about, yeah, like everybody has a job and everybody performs their job very well. And that's how humans thrive when you don't have to work too hard at every single thing. That's why people can't handle going to work, coming home, cleaning, childcare, uh, paying bills, running errands all in one day. You can't. you physically can't do all of those different tasks at once. Like humans aren't meant for that. We were meant to be delegating them amongst each other, but we've 
we've we've we've hit a point in society where we we value productivity of the single person over productivity of the whole i mean but like that is american culture and that's another thing that just reinforces like that fourth house aquarius is that i think the number one thing wrong with american culture especially white american culture is this individualistic like perspective and that was like what i was like talking about when i like lost my thought it's this like continuously going back and thinking okay like from my perspective and then outward as where if you have like more of a communal perspective it's not like what is necessarily my best interest and like what it like what is the entire community going out and like american history started with destroying the first like community and that was indigenous americans and then destroying more communities like when you think back at like how slavery like structured an entire like american culture it was a culture where black people couldn't help but have their families separated and then it's like because historically black men have been so degraded in the united states of america then you start to see what looks like an uprise of more moderate leaning and possibly even conservative black people like this might sound like a strong hot take but some older black people if not for racism would have leaned conservative oh yeah definitely i've met lots i met once um my ex's uncle who is black and he was talking about how he voted for trump because he thought that it was he kind of it was literally a point where he's like i just kind of wanted to see what was happening like this felt so crazy but also i didn't think that hillary was this and it's just like they're they're 100 are and were black conservatives i mean i was like just talking about this but how a while ago and i say a while and i mean like probably at least over a year ago so and i don't remember exactly where it was from but it was definitely a news source it was like either honestly it may have been rolling stone i can't remember but um it was an article about how the how republicans and democrats became kind of known for the certain social issues that they're under right now at least right now present day because it's very common of course for republicans to be associated with bigotry and racism and all that because of the politicians that stand for the that stuff or that or because of the politicians who stand for other things of the Republican Party. But anyway, the article was about how um, it was back in the civil rights movement whenever it was the election um, between, it was like LBJ and someone else. And LBJ was Democrat. And obviously, and then whoever he was opposing was, was running against was Republican. And the Republican candidate just happened to put like he did not want segregation or he, he did not want desegregation on his platform. Whereas the Democrat was pro desegregation and wanted obviously schools to be integrated. And it was a really hot ticket discussion at back then. And it shifted the viewpoints and it basically shifted black people towards Democrats. Cause they obviously want most or well, it shifted the people who wanted segregation to Republican side and the people who wanted desegregation to the Democratic side because of those politicians just that at that race at that time. And that wasn't a political issue as far as Democrat or Republican before that. 
I mean, it was obviously a political issue, but it wasn't like so glaringly like Republicans are pro this and Democrats are pro this. And so from then, it's just continued on, like from the 60s, which makes all the sense because we are kind of in a point right now where it feels reminiscent of the 60s. And so as far as the civil rights movement goes, so it kind of makes sense that we're having this discussion again when it comes to social issues on Republican versus Democrat side. But uh, yeah, that was basically what the article was about, how Republicans align themselves that way then and Democrats align themselves the other way. And it just... But kept it. Put, it was just um, how how it all crumbled then, how the cookie crumbled then, and since then it's just unfortunately been the case. But yeah, also, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, side note: I'm currently watching Six. Answer the door. It seems like somebody unexpected has answered that. I'm narrating this because um, she has rightfully muted herself, which is hilarious because, mm, yeah, she's talking. I don't know who's there. Oh, the door is not closed. She is going inside looking slightly frustrated. <laughs> Am I getting your remote? Oh, oh, it's people picking up recycled, recyclable uh, large water can things. Wow, what a... What a random thing. What a random Florida thing for that to happen to you. <laughs> that was so awkward. I had no idea what he wanted. I was like, I'm on the phone. He didn't care. He kept talking on the recording. You're dead. You're carrying your mic and your laptop. I am so I'm stressed dead. out. Like, why did he bother me? I, he's so lucky <laughs> I was nice and opened up the door. I looked at that man like, what? Who the fuck are you? With like <laughs> one brain out to the side like this. I look like a little weirdo. Oh Every situation to occur in my life. Oh my god, that's a fucking hilarious! Wow, what a time, guys. With that that being said, like, um, yeah, no, like the thing is, I feel like in another thing about politics and having these conversations and just America's fourth. Okay, here we go. So (laughs) America having a uh a third house in Aquarius with an Aquarius moon makes us inherently want community. Like we, like we like say that we're a melting pot. We say that we're a global community. Like America likes to pride themselves on diversity and inclusion. We like to pride ourselves on like, just like knowing a lot, having a lot of different things, trying like, as we like become a more global community, like we, we like to pride ourselves on being able to, but it's like, America has so much like probably untapped like feminine and like ancestral wisdom because of that Aquarius moon, but it be manifested in like sometimes the worst possible way. And then to have like mostly like Pisces in the rest of that chart and like really all of all of Pisces energy because it's accepted says it has all this Pisces energy and that to me like talks about all the stories and perspectives that come with America, like the story uniquely and like kind of the soul story of African Americans, the soul story of immigrants, the soul story of disabled people, the soul the soul story of queer and trans and like LGBTQ people as a collective. It's like kind of all these soul stories that like we see lingering in America, but we don't truly understand them because who really understands Pisces energy? And it's constantly like, you know, like Americans struggle to understand people's perspectives that are not their own. And then you have yeah. 
all of that being held in the third house of how America expresses itself. And then the fourth house is, but my perspective, like we breathe, Mm -hmm. we like know there's all of this, but we never give all of this to like have an opportunity to shine. And we focus it on the, like, really, when you think about Aries, it's about power. Like it's Mars rule placement power in being not just a war animal, but the general, like the, the one on top, which is probably why we like want uh, Donald Trump to be our president or why we won it last year. I mean, obviously not me, obviously not Shannon, but like why we as a collective country had Donald Trump as president, because we wanted someone who seemed like the top dog. And we know like realistically, realistically, just like based off of America's chart, if the fourth house like your home, your structure, what feels safe, et cetera, et cetera, is ruled by Aries. What we feel home is knowing that we're the best. And that's what America's like prided itself on for like the entirety of like ever. Like we pride ourselves on being the best. Joe Biden is not going to beat Donald Trump, period. He doesn't have it in him. <laughs> like, he does not have it in him. Like, he hasn't well, think come about, with the think energy. About how Bernie, and think about how Bernie's moon and Mars conjunct and Aries falls in America's fourth. And I really, the thing is, it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be really, really close. And this is why I'm so excited to do these episodes, especially this one, because we're really only 30 minutes in. So we can get into all the charts we pulled. But, like, Bernie Sanders, like, look. America loves an underdog. Well, yeah, but I just, it's just so interesting because like, I don't know, because I, hang on, let me. I feel like with like, okay, so with Aquarius Moon, they like an underdog that they can relate to. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like that's why like, like Sun and Aquarius has trouble shining because like I feel like people like maybe like oh yeah you're weird or project what they think is onto Aquarius when in reality Aquarius is like no like I've I'm this energy actually I could I could just see I could see like an undeveloped form of Aquarius try to be what the people want or what they think they want or need right Ugh, sorry, I was just checking to see how many primaries we had or primary voting dates we had left before we figure out the nomination. And bruh, there are primary votes on June second. Like, yeah, that is forever from now. I feel like that is so long, and I am already annoyed. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was trying to see because but it's like that's like the Virgin Islands, et cetera, et cetera. I think like- well, no, it's District of Columbia, Mont- D- it's DC, oh, Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, and South Dakota all vote on June second. Well, we are. I like that we started this suit early. This takes a lot of pressure. We're pretty far into yeah this conversation. You know, DC shout outs. Yeah, D- well, that's what I'm thinking because that's what I was looking at as I was trying to look at like places that are going to have a lot of delegates that are have a high population. And so it's interesting because we have New York's my the, my the primary I get to vote in is uh, April 28th, very end of April. And then let's see. Yeah, D.C. June 2nd. And I'm also thinking of swing states like Florida is in March is next. Oh, my God. Florida yeah, is the 17th of March, I believe. Next weekend or next week. Oh, girl. 
Gotta get out and vote. I know. I already looked it up. I'm trying to see. See, so this is like, I'm going to have to call, like, I guess maybe my precinct or call someone. State of Florida. Someone's getting called. But like. Ohio, two votes on March 17th. Another swing state. But um, what confused me is like I'm so trying quiet. to figure out how to send an absentee because I checked my voter status. I I'm a registered Democrat, so I can vote in the primaries. But um, I feel like I feel like I can't tell how to like send in an absentee because where my actual home address is is like two hours away, and I would prefer. I don't exactly have a way to get down there. So I'm hoping that I can send an absentee, but the state of Florida is kind of confusing me on that process. Well, that makes sense because again, they'd love to make the shit like this confusing to make it hard for people to vote. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I just think that um, voting is difficult in this country, but also voting is Sometimes it's it's weird because like it's difficult, but also sometimes it like like going there. I don't know. There's so many places to vote. Like at least, gosh, I'm trying to think of even in my small ass college town, there were like so many polling locations, and like and you know. So I just it's interesting how, but how difficult the ask like how oh my god the paperwork and also how everybody that's working the polling locations are like usually just like bored old people <laughs> yeah I and think they're not gonna know how to work half the stuff it's rough because we definitely it, it's interesting because it's like I always grew up like knowing where my voting precincts were etc 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 like there were tons so, of them where I grew Jesus. up um with that being said I feel like as I've gotten older I've just gotten less in touch with my community because I've like I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm at this stage where I'm like, I'm finding myself and I'm traveling and I don't know where my home is. And I, you know, like, I'm just kind of like all over the place. And it's really hard because I feel like a lot of people our age, specifically millennials, it's hard to want to get civically and locally involved in like government and so forth until you find that place that you actually like want to live. Yeah, that's real. But I think it's just more important now than ever to be able to, you know, read up on all the ways we can vote that aren't in person because there are no ways. absolutely. Yeah. I, and I'm not dismissing I think that be, with the absentee. Like, if anything, you might just have to have whoever. You know, I'm assuming it's your mom's place is your address in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So I would just have her if she can, if she received something in the mail about an absentee try to mail it to you where you are currently at least. Yeah, no, that's actually, that's what I was thinking I needed to do. Like I already looked at the process. What I'm more so talking about is it's just like, I feel like if we like had more general civic engagement, like consistently, like not just like, you know, like it's Easter Sunday and it's time to get involved with politics because we're about to choose a president. Like, and I feel like historically that's kind of always how it happens. Like there I feel like people like get uncomfortable with joining like their local like Democrat or Republican thing. I like, I feel like there are people who are really into community organizing. Like you see it in New York, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like people like, as like a lot of people like are like kind of separate from community. Like there's this separation. There's this, again, this loneliness in the United States of America. So many people say they suffer from loneliness and a big part of it is because we like don't have that community. So we're like cut off as individuals and it's, 
I'm just saying like for the people who are jumping around and then it's like now you may not totally like completely understand the process of like who like what's going on and how to get involved and how much it actually even matters mostly just empathizing yeah no that's real oh my god Misa what Misa's been having a lot to say (laughs) what what has Misa been saying I don't know. He's just missed me. I was in Jersey for a while this weekend, and Ooh, what so were you doing like, in Jersey? <laughs> hanging out with my girlfriend. Shut up! Ooh, you're hanging out with your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, because she lives all the way out in Jersey. It's literally the only thing that is a negative. <laughs> I feel like lesbians are the last true romantics, like, oh, dude. <laughs> I literally, I would always make fun of the fact that queer girls were out here dating each other like from hours away and like not in the same city. And I was like, how do you meet these people? What what the hell? And now it is me. My girlfriend lives an hour and a half away from me. Miso is trying to jump over to my computer and podcast set. So if everything jostles around, I'm sorry. But it's so he- funny because I don't know if you remember um- – I think it might have been college humor. Like if anybody watched or has watched college humor watches, it still like there was a skit where they had like gay guys are going to steal your girlfriends. The lesbians are going to convert your girlfriends. And I'm like, and it's, it was a problematic joke way back when, and it's a problematic joke now because lesbians do not exist to be like lesbians, bi girls, pan girls don't exist to be your experiment. And people who do kind of like pursue straight girls, I think I think that's a very interesting, like outspoken type. But with that being said, lesbians are the last true romantics. The bi girls, queer girls, last true romantics. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I find myself wanting to do so many things that I've never thought I'd ever want to do in relationships or ever care to be doing, or that I haven't. Oh gosh, it's really ridiculous. Also, also. Also, side note, side note. Uh, oh, I didn't meet her when I went down there. I know. Well, also because she was going to come in to see, she was going to come to the city, but then we ended up having to switch plans out. But whatever. You'll meet her eventually. <laughs> um, <Okay>. But <clears throat> what? Oh, side note. Uh, it is like low key difficult to listen to like purely, deeply like straight people problems. Now that I'm dating a woman, like it's, it's not that I can't relate from past relationships, but like, I'm just out here listening to some of these problems that any of my other friends or any friends are having. And I'm just like, damn, wouldn't be me. Can't be me. Couldn't be me. Also can't even imagine not having that kind of, not kind of, not having like such uh, like decent communication with somebody and I'm just realizing that like men men are the problem <laughs> women are not the problem not always just sometimes uh, I've seen I some toxic talk no 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 I know I obviously <laughs> obviously everybody yes. has the capacity you just to found your soulmate on the first roll of the die no I don't know Oh, I don't know. When you found the one, you found the one. (laughs) 
But I will definitely, we can definitely sit here and say, it's kind of like what you told me when we were in New York. Wow. Everyone like, has had toxic relationships in their 20s. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We are so off politics topics now, but honestly, I'm chill with that for right now in this moment. It's a break, and then we'll go back. But yeah, we have to take a break from politics. It was getting too passionate. But yeah, it was getting too, it was getting too deep. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has shit dating patterns in their 20s. It's just it's like so normal to just to be like, why am I having the same person? And why am I dating the same person in a different body like every time? And I'm just like, because we haven't been doing the healing you need to not need those people anymore. And it's just wild. But anyway, it gets better. It gets better. Everybody who is having toxic dating situations and can't seem to get out of them or get away from them, it gets better. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I definitely think that I will say for thousands of percents, like it's just very interesting because it's like, how many straight people are actually with like the one for them (laughs) or are they just dating as a result of their childhood trauma and are still trying to unpack that i feel like in a lot of relationships people recycle like familial dynamics and then like act them out in the relationship or choose people due to maybe something that like whether or not you'll be reminded of them because of your parents or despite of your parents, if they're inspired by your parents, then that might be something you have to like learn to let go of. So you can kind of just date freely based off of who the person is, not necessarily who they remind you of. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely much nicer to be able to think about that. Oh my God. Miso's doing the most trying to be all up in my grill during Miso is always trying to be in your grill. I know he. Loves I have a so deep much. appreciation for Noodle. Noodle always sits with me. He's so cute. He was so cute on your story. Whatever. Yeah, Miso. I know. I know. So much. Ugh. Oh my God! Stop! I swear, you might hang up on you. Stop with touching the keys. My cat is absurd. Okay, anyway, back to politics. What should we do now? Okay, so how are we feeling about um how are we feeling about let's let's talk about Biden and Bernie's charts. How about that? Yes, I am Since done. At this point, if you're listening to this on this day of our Lord, 310, the day that Mercury has gone direct, March 10th is when we're recording this, but it will be dropping in the weekend. Not this weekend, it'll be dropping on the <laughs> Bruh, this is about to be a Friday the 13th episode. So we started this episode at 333 and it's going to be Friday the 13th. How scary politics. I'm, I'm not, I gotta go, bruh. I gotta go. All right. Let's check the personal transits of that day. Um, What time do you post at 6 a.m.? What? I don't know. You post these episodes at 6 a.m., right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, at 6 a.m. Okay, I'm going to go Eastern backwards. Standard time, Backwards baby. in time, 6 a.m. Eastern standard time. Well, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to go forward in time. All right, so at 6 a.m., March 13, 2020, we're going to have Saturn at 29 degrees Capricorn. We hope we inspire a generation. Wow. Um, 
Mercury is still going to be in Aquarius. We hope we inspire a generation. Oh my God. And that's kind of nice because communication gets a little when it's in Pisces. Real. I don't, I don't hate this chart. I think this is going to be a cool chart. I hope you guys listen to it while you're at work. Also, yeah, no, it's not. We don't always elect our episodes. Yes, we are looking at the election as we are recording. Sue us. <laughs> All righty. So I have Biden's chart up if you want to. I have both of them up. I and mean, so I'm, I have both to? of them up too, but I'm looking at Biden's right now. Oh, I was also looking at Biden's actually. <laughs> okay, perfect. I looked at it with transits. Oh, uh, let me. That's a good idea. Wait, hang on. Plus with transits. Perfect. So all right, the North Node is on his eighth house exactly conjunct right now. And it's about to move into his seventh house of relationships. Nice. Okay. Maybe Biden might start like growing a little bit of a stronger voice. Wait, who's moving into seventh house? So um biden's north node is exactly conjunct his eighth house right now it is moving backwards into his seventh house oh that's right because sorry i was like what's moving in the seventh because i was like there's some planets that are very far no i forgot the north node but yeah it goes back okay i think um, that i think that south node in his first is not going to be a fun transit for right now yeah it'll be interesting but i also wait can we hang on before we before we go forth, I just want to throw it out there that I made this revelation. We both made this revelation prior to this. Six and Joe Biden share a Scorpio stellium in the 12th house of almost all the same planets. Except Mind you, some. mine is in the first, so I am the alpha. <laughs> Zam! Okay, real. Love this for you. Um, also, so Joe Biden also has a SAG rising, just like the great, the great US of A. <laughs> also, it's really not surprising to me that Joe Biden has a SAG rising. Like, ooh. <laughs> also, the fact that his Uranus is is retrograde on his descendant is. Maybe his the relationships he look. You want to know what's very interesting? I could see how like if he does end up being the candidate for the Democratic um, position or whatever. The nominee. The nominee. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. That's the single word for all of those words. <laughs> I was really struggling, buddy. I have Neptune in third, and it shows. Okay. With that being said, so. Um, I think that, like, based off of the chances of his chart, I don't think he would win. I don't think he would win against Trump. Like, because no, these, I, long, I... these long-term these long transits, it's like Uranus, con- Uranus in his fifth, like, yeah. the things that he creates and the projects that moon. he starts up are going to be a little unpredictable right now. Mm-hmm. And then it's like having, like... Having North Node in the seventh and then like the South Node in the first and to be running for an election with South Node in the first, like I feel like a lot of negative things might come out about his character or people may like put negative things out towards him. Like think about it. People have been like like sharing those videos of him with like little girls and like 
regardless. Yeah, oh, you. And it's like the thing is, if he becomes the person against Trump, think about how easily. If we are like trying to take him down at Bernie, Trump will destroy him. The final boss. Trump is the final boss. (laughs) That's literally the best way. Biden is who we're throwing in to take him down. Final boss. And the thing is, I think North Node, like as the nodes continue to retrograde back into Gemini, all in his fifth house, and then the North Node is going to make a conjunction to his Saturn. I think. I don't know. Like on one hand, maybe this could talk about. Okay, look. But I, th- I think this could manifest in one of two ways. I feel like either he's going to get help from people in the, like during his election, and that could end up being something that works in his favor using his connections. But because the North Node, uh, because the because the North Node is going to make a conjunction to Saturn, I'm not exactly sure when, but I guess towards the end of this year, which would be like around the time we choose the president. Right. I think that, I don't think it's going to be enough. And I think that depending on what he's done in the past, it could end up backfiring, especially because, um, just because that North Node in the first, and then I, I don't know, man. I think it's interesting because it's like Saturn in the second, like kind of speaking, like the transit Saturn in the second, um, kind of speaking critically to his values and his capabilities. Like if things are going to be able to stand up and like actually like work and it's like having kind of things like smudged off about him in a negative light. I don't know if that's like looking super promising. And then when that North node makes a conjunction to Saturn, I think like if he worked really hard and like actually like comes correct and like not even just comes correct, but is also ready to do this, then there's a good chance it'll happen. But it's like when North node has to meet Saturn, it's going to really like turn back and look at like, is he really capable of doing it? Like it's going to dig really at his capabilities. And I'm not sure based off of what we're seeing now that that's going to work out well for him. I think what's interesting too is that um, all of all of the Capricorn stuff in the sky right now is in his second house, which is pretty wild because it's like he kind of represents what we think of as like, or like what a lot of people have thought of as like the the values that we want to portray or like the you know he's the he's the you know the good old vice president of obama like he was already doing like it's like he's almost feels like he's the safe choice as far as the the nominee goes because he's just like had the legacy already but it's just very interesting i don't know i don't know i just think it's i just think that it's interesting that he has all this scorpio in his 12 and it's like all this stuff is he's had like he's had a lot of secrets that he has not necessarily kept, but we've either overlooked or he's been able to dust under that are like more obvious now that he's a nominee on his own and not a running mate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like, think, um, oh, wait, continue. Like, or I was going to say like those videos of all the girl, you know, like, like we haven't been able to see him acting like a lot of this because he wasn't 
the focal when he was in the political spotlight. Uh, but now he is his own part, like he's his presidential nom like candidate. So he's his doing his own thing. And so it's very interesting to see like the way he portrays his own values versus the way he was blending in almost like that, that Gemini descendant sag rising mutable blending into Obama's. And also, um, my friend Sean made a really good point on their Twitter about how like uh, Biden, it makes a lot of sense as to why Obama chose Biden as his running mate because Obama needed to kind of center, like he needed to center up a little, like, and he needed a guy who was going to be a little more like that, like he was going to bring in the crowd that Obama himself couldn't get. Whereas now it's like- boy. Right. Exactly. Like Obama's like, oh, okay. I see how I have to play this. It's like, it's okay. So it's kind of like how if a white man which wins this nomination, which they will, if, if, if Bernie or Joe don't Bernie or Biden, don't pick a woman as a running mate or something like that, or at least, or a woman or a person of color as running mate, it like will say a lot. And same with Obama being the person of color picking a good old white boy as his running mate because mm-hmm. he kind of knew that he was like, all right, I got to get the vote from the people who don't want to just vote for me. So I think it'll be interesting how to see how Bernie and Biden choose a running mate down the line. I can't imagine Bernie not picking someone like Elizabeth Warren, honestly, just because of per policy lineup. But who knows? I am. Um... What I find very interesting, I decided to check the transits of June 6th, which would be... I was wondering what you were doing over there. You were looking very focused. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it just kind of curious because, like, um, June 6th is the last the primary. June 2nd? Uh, June, June 6th? Is it June 6th or June 2nd? 2nd. 2nd? I thought I saw 6th. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, at least I, when I was on Google, uh, it says show... I, I mean, go the, I'm, I'm going to base it on, like, the outer body transits anyway so it's like you know well, you never know june 2nd and 6th the moon might be doing some shit check for because june 2nd is dc yeah montana jersey mexico new mexico and south dakota google when the last primary is and i'll like talk about what i was about to talk about and we can then check the moon to be sure okay so basically what i find very interesting is saturn is going to be retrograde aquarius and that's going to be taking place in Joe Biden's like second house. So it's like it's going to be interesting because I feel like he's going to have to like I I mean like all of the candidates and I think everyone is going to have to be really reflective back but like Biden's going to have to be like people are going to be looking back at Biden's values or Biden is going to have to check back at his values for Bernie. Now, mind you, we don't have a birth time. Um, We were using astro.com for Joe Biden for Bernie. We definitely don't have a birth time. People just speculate that he is a late degree. Well, the the, the chart you sent me has a time on it, but I don't know if this is accurate though. I know it says birth time accuracy unknown. And so it's very possible that he could be something else, but somehow that there is a birth time listed that is not just like noon, you know, it says, you know, it's something different. So, but, um, we've discussed because before we realized that he had an official or he had a, like almost maybe birth time, we were talking about how like we could easily have seen him with a mercury 
like being ruled by Mercury. So either a Gemini or a Virgo rising, but we kind of are landing on Virgo rising because of how like disheveled he continuously looks. But then whenever we were talking about him being a Mars, uh, Mars ruled person with a Scorpio rising, uh, his Mars is in Aries and uh, Aries rules the head and Bernie has a big old forehead. (laughs) I'm dead. There was like Shannon was going down the pipeline of all his placements and coming to the logic just to say he got a big ass head. He has a big ass head. Okay, Aries, be like, with your head ass looking. Ah, hey, hey, big head. Uh Hey, big head. You you running? Hey, big head. You president? (laughs) Oh man, man. Uh, I just okay. So what's very interesting. Um, like I was saying, so both like look at how, but wait, we're sorry, both what? Both Bernie and Joe have um a lot of Capricorn in their second house. So for also, a good amount of also, time, they both have Saturn and Uranus really close to their descendant. Oh, this is gonna be a square off, ain't it? Right? Like they kind of are real similar. It's just because, it, especially if Scorpio, like, because okay, so uh, the chart for Scorpio. Bernie is showing that with with a birth time is showing that he's a Virgo sun, an Aries moon, and a Scorpio rising, but a really late degree Scorpio rising, um, which would put him as a Taurus ascendant, and he has a Taurus Saturn and a is that Uranus and Gemini? Yes, it is zero degree Gemini Uranus. I guess like what makes um what is makes Bernie- I. I- I think astrologically what makes this one really hard to like kind of guess between Bernie and Joe is like they both astrologically have a pretty solid chance in my opinion because well that's why I think they're so close right now you know what I mean and also think about how what what's um you check the transit for June 6th where's Mars gonna be by that point um because think about how right now Mars is hanging out with Saturn and Mars is going to be in Pisces and it's going to be, it's going to be applying, it's an applying, it's going to be applying a conjunction to Neptune. (laughs) That last day is going to be a really like mystifying day of voting. It's, and the thing is, it's just, and by the way, for people who are astro newbies, when you apply astro, when you apply an aspect, that means that the planet is going towards the slower moving planet. So Neptune is slower than Mars. So Mars is um, Mars is at an earlier degree than Neptune. So applying means that eventually it's going to conjunct. And then separating is what happens when it leaves the conjunct. Just for people who didn't know. Now you do. Thank you. I did not know that either. Really. Oh, yeah okay i recently i re like i knew it but like I, i've still there's so many different things about astrology like horary will open up your mind dude anyway with that being said it's hard to like joe biden and bernie sanders make perfect sense because they're both something old and something that makes people feel good and reminds them of the community but also underdogs and kind of quirky like it's like people people like see biden and like you know he has that whole good old boy like feeling but he was also the underdog 
to Barack Obama, which, you know, like, I hate to bring race in it, but I feel like white people don't realize how they bring race into it all the time. But (laughs) I think that, like, it's kind of interesting that white America had Donald Trump after having the first white vice president. And from, oh, like, yeah, yeah. The first black president, you mean? No, no, no. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, yeah. You said first white president? I was like, man, vice that shit was forever. First no. white vice president. <laughs> and it's like, it just... It's, no, it, it, it's, it's 100% the largest overcorrection in... Or not overcorrection as if Obama was wrong, but, like, it's the most obvious like oh shit this country really we we really couldn't hang and not only that we couldn't hang we could not vote in a woman over trump so there it was and it like it's it, and it's really one of those things where it's like i feel like people feel like joe like even though no one said it yet i feel like there could be this like subconscious thought that like Joe Biden did his time and did his work. And that's what, like, when I look back at his chart, it kind of makes a little bit more sense with transit Saturn in the second house. Like people are going to like critically look back and see what he did while he was acting as vice president. And when you think about it, does anybody know? (laughs) Literally? No, I don't know. So it's just very, it's, it's very interesting because remember when I was saying the North node is going to make a conjunction to his seventh and like how hard, maybe like it's like seventh house Saturn and Gemini, like he had to work hard in his close personal relationships. Like if he actually did like carry his weight in the, like during the Obama administration, like maybe like North node will be like North node and Saturn will be a benefic um, conjunction for him. Yeah. And also um his north node to being in the ninth is really interesting. Like he has having and having a career in politics with the ninth being a political zone of politics in in our chart. And then the north node it's pretty like it's literally conjunct um it, it's not a cusp. It's not a cup. But it, like, it is like literally. It's, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's really close to being on the ninth. It's, or really close to being a Virgo. It's, it's Leo. It's so Leo. it kind of is his destiny, maybe, to shine like for what he knows. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. it, like, are we really like? Maybe it's like if he, if he, like, maybe like. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting because maybe there's well, something think about too how. Um, the U.S. His whole twelfth house stellium. He's not really maybe letting how much he knows shine. Yeah, and but also North Node. Uh, the U.S. the United States has a North Node in Leo as well, and it's in but it's in the eighth. And so I think it's interesting that Biden shares that with him, and or with with him, (laughs) with the United States, and shares the Sag rising Gemini descendant axis same house system very same houses as the united states Ugh, wild truly wild but i I don't know i'm thinking that bernie i mean i don't know i just think i think it's really interesting too that 
Bernie has a Libra Venus and Mercury in the 11th and his Neptune too. It's like all this is like he and Bernie really does foster community. He foster he is like one like kind of the person who's like very much of the people. Right. And Libra Mm -hmm. too is like they're very fair and balanced. And of course he wants of course a Libra 11th house would 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 be promoting like social or like social policies that benefit all people like and benefit, you know, taxes that benefit social programs that will benefit everybody but anyway libras always trying to do what's best i um i it just i guess like it's really frustrating because i feel like when i see biden i do like i feel like no matter what like you know based off of all these transits like I don't, okay. It's hard. It's really hard, actually, even just, like, thinking about all the Aquarius transits that are about to um, pop up because it's, like, I feel like a couple of different outcomes are going to happen. You know what? I don't think Biden would win. I think what is going to happen is Donald Trump is going to win and we're going to somehow see some type of revolution, to be honest, which sounds really extreme, and I joke about it, but it's like when you're thinking about Uranus going into Gemini soon, you're thinking of like much more communication, much more like inquisitiveness. Like Uranus more- is not going into Gemini soon enough, though, within this politics conversation. There's still- not like not. I'm not talking about the election. I'm talking like literally like years after like the greater impact oh. like of these longer transits like Uranus and then you have Neptune which is eventually going to start shifting into Aries and mind you like Shannon said this is going to take a really long time to happen we're talking years and years and years well because Uranus yeah okay, Neptune and, is and, Neptune is like we got another like 12 years that shit and not, then, like 10 years at least or some shit like that a long time and then you have Saturn Pluto and like Jupiter is only going to be in Aquarius for one year when it goes into Aquarius but you're going to have like this more you're going to have this like general like la- larger energy a push towards community a push towards maybe unpacking perspectives because eventually like while these like long like when by the time that Gemini and Uranus happens like you're going to be thinking about a shift between Aquarius and Pisces so over the next span of like 50 and so years of American future history <laughs> we're going to have like this very Aquarius airy like and then eventually water energy where I think that it's like when the Aquarius starts to happen it's like either we're going to start actually making this move forward like I don't think there's any backwards to go like you can't undo like environmental racism and like pollution like in like you can't undo like the impacts that's had on the people and not only the people but the environment so then it's like you're either going to start going towards making that better or you're going to start to see like probably like little mini revolutions probably all over the world because again these are like this is global and like the president of the United States does not just impact the United States of America. They impact the countries around the world. Donald Trump is our global representative. Like literally you have to think about this. Like you can't like imagine that you can't go to school or you can't go to work or imagine that you're being defended in like global law and Donald Trump is your representative. 
like representative like you 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 have to think about how like the implication that's going to have on the world especially yeah. because we have so many different crises so i think during aquarius because there are so many corrupt like po- like corrupt like uh countries and politicians and governments i think that during these aquarius transits we're going to start seeing an uprising eventually years years later when we start seeing kind of like these more like pisces piscean energies in this gemini uranus i think that we're going to go from our resources and between the taurus uranus and like aquarius placements and capricorn placements we're going to start to see like the conflict and tension and then eventually the rebellion or the uprising into the right direction and then after that with the pisces and gemini there's going to have to be a conversation about what we did wrong or how we can continue to do right and i hope that we choose the latter like i hope that we decide to move forward but i feel like i don't i feel like with such a weird aquarius transit it would be kind of odd do you think that like joe biden is unconventional enough to like really like be the person that is our commander in chief during all these Aquarius transits. Do you think that's where the energy is going to go? Or do you think we're going to have more of Donald Trump, which would be more unconventional? Like it'd be interesting because I feel like Donald, I mean, like, in, that, in that breath, it really makes more sense for Bernie. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Like it's like, and like, that's what I mean. Like based off of these larger like transits, like when these planets and yes, I get, again, it's going to be a very long also, time. Bernie also has an Aquarius third. Yeah, I mean, and I think that, like, the reason why it should never be Trump and Biden from an astrological perspective is Biden is, while he was the underdog for some racist white people, and I feel like maybe, like, that's a perspective, like, he's not really an underdog, like, he's had a great political career, like, he's charming enough, I guess, like, people like him, like, he's very conventional, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's gonna make it through these Aquarius placements. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm stressed. <laughs> That's scary because really it's going to cut. Like, so let me put it to you like this. We can vote Bernie Sanders and ha- like eventually have flying cars maybe, or at least be able to like get rid of, like at least be able, to, I in four years, he's not going to fix everything. I don't know if we're actually going to get free college, but it's like we should definitely elect the person who is going to potentially like, help us with like stopping like voter suppression like bernie actually wants to go in and like unpack the systematic policy like issues like that kind of disparages people from being able to have political power or social power and Mm -hmm. i think that that is not something that really biden i have heard has even talked about and so it's like if we're really trying, I think that like Sorry, while really- I was nodding, I realized nobody could see me nodding. <laughs> I think that if we really want to make a difference, we like the thing is if we have a predominantly Republican Senate, even if we had a moderate Democrat, then we're still going to have a right lean. We need an extreme left, and it will be put into the moderate because we have a predominantly Republican state. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people like does somebody need. 
I, and this is not like, you know, disrespect, but it's like, if you don't understand the implications of that and why I'm saying that Bernie Sanders needs to be our president because he's extreme left by American standards, by European standards, he's more centralist. But it's like, if you don't understand why we need something extreme left when we have a predominantly Republican Senate, then you do have to go back and review the Senate, the House, like understand that U.S. government so you can understand what we need to do. Yeah, literally, like, executive branch, legislative branch, judicial branch, baby. Like, it goes back to the OG history lesson stuff where, like, we need difference differences in all of them to check each other. Literally, checks and balances, baby. And if we have a Republican president, um, Republican-based Congress, and then Republican judges that the president has appointed, then... Guess what? No one is checking each other. And then that's just not, that's not good. It's just not good. It's not good. It's not good. So anyway, I really feel like realistically, like I feel like what's really, and you know, like obviously pay attention to um, Joe Biden's birth chart, but like, I kind of, I don't think, I think with an Aquarius, with all these Aquarius transits, astrologically, Joe Biden is not going to be the president of the United States. Like that would be moving America back to a conventional place. And like, so what makes the most sense is either America has almost like this cult like leader, and then we need a revolution to be freed from this kind of oppression, AKA Donald Trump, or we're going to have something that goes back to more like the values of the community and being collectivist and so forth, which is out of everyone, Bernie Sanders. So I really like, for me, I'm going to go ahead and put my like answer down. It's not going to be Biden, whether or not he wins the primaries or not. And here is Donald Trump's chart, because now you can't help but have to look at Donald Trump's chart to kind of figure out what's happening for him on November 4th. Yeah. Ooh, Trump's chart. Every time I look at Trump's chart, I feel like I like like lose a year of his astro life. I don't know. You just lose a little bit of your soul. Me too. Literally okay, so a little bit. November fourth is actually going to have um Libra and Venus. Wait, Venus and Mercury and Libra. So I do think that people are going to choose for someone who seems balanced and fair. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there is going to be some justice that it could occur in like this time. And you know what? Let's, let's make Donald Trump's chart a high thought. I think that like, <laughs> well, because I, yeah, especially because I feel like he's not even, I mean, he's relevant to politics because of how he made it in there, but he's not, He's not relevant to the primary yet other than like who's going to beat him. But also it doesn't really matter who's – I don't know if anybody is mattering about who's going to – fuck. I don't know if anybody's actually trying to figure out who's going to beat him by their vote. I feel like people are just voting for what they want, which makes sense. Like they should do that. Like also for high thoughts and attacking illegal. Also, so, I'm pissed because earlier it was 418 and I was literally like, oh, my God, I'm going to tell Six that it's uh, 420 and then we're going to like pause, take a hit, and then I forgot. So Venus is going to be conjunct his Neptune in second. You're like, okay, Shannon. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Venus is uh, going to be conjunct Neptune. Um, her, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Trump's Neptune in Libra, which is in second. North Node in second. Oh, this is not looking good. North Node in 10th. 
Like Transit North Node is gonna be in his tenth. Wait, 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 JK, JK, JK. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Transit North Node is going to make a conjunction to his North Node sometime this year, and the North Transit North Node is going to be in his tenth house. Interesting. And the, with the Capricorn um selium that's going to be happening like between jupiter pluto and saturn on november 4th in his fifth house that does look like he's gonna have to like his fun is gonna be transformed in a new way so that could be good or bad depending Mm -hmm. the moon is going to be conjunct the north node on november 4th in Gemini? In Gemini. Oh, wow, because tr- and Trump's a Gemini. And then that would be on Biden's descendant or in Bernie's, what, eighth? Uh, well, Gemini, he has an eighth house Gemini, but it's his most of his Gemini is in the seventh on Plasmus. But anyway, wow. Um, excuse me, Gemini. Mars is going to be retrograde election day. What's what's retrograde? Mars. Ooh. Mars is going to be. I wonder if we're going to have to. I wonder, Mars. Do you think we might have to have a recount? A Mars retrograde. Ooh. I wonder if there'll be a recount on this uh, episode episode election. I like, I want to continue studying the chart. I want to continue studying the chart. I just want to say that right there. But Mars, like Bernie would be having a Mars return during the election day, but retrograde. And Donald Trump would have Mars in his eighth house. So eighth house of death. So it would be interesting. I if wonder he... if don't taxes fall in the eighth? Yeah, maybe. Hold on, let me check. I bet there's somebody I think who's that it's other considered other people because taxes or money you're giving to other people, uh, like the government. Um, yeah. So I wonder if Trump has to do something with his taxes if we finally get to see. Yeah, eighth like house that. is taxes. And uh, or real estate inheritance or if something happens with the ta- like like his policy on taxes. Very intriguing. Um, I I'm think thinking about it. I'm thinking, I thinking, think that it's That's really funny. interesting because I think Mars in the eighth house, and then Mars. And ninth could translate because like Mars in eighth house retrograde and then eventually it'll have like in the house of death um for Trumpsy. And it's Trump-sy. gonna it's gonna start with Mars in Pisces because his eighth house is ruled by Pisces, but then Mars retrograde will also be in his um eighth, and then like he's gonna go like Mars is gonna go out of his eighth, still be in Aries in his ninth. And then be in the ninth house, Taurus. Um, yeah, I think I think it's very interesting because maybe like Mars and Knife could indicate a move, an angry move. 
an angry short trip. Because think about it, when his status was transformed the last time, think about it. Like he like had his like status change, so a death of self, and then he went on vacation. And then he was like in Florida golfing the whole time. Oh my god, yeah. And then he literally moved homes. And then he moved homes and like that maybe I wonder I could see like maybe him repeating that pattern. I wonder where Mars was Trump- last year. Four years I literally, ago. I sometimes still think that Trump didn't realize that once you're president, you like have to move into the White House. Like that's the rule. And like I just think it's funny still to this day that like that was such a weird moment with him, like how he didn't want to do that. And I'm like, dude, you that's this is what you signed up for. <laughs> You know what? And last year, Mars was in Mars, like was in his fifth house. Ah, like, this time, I feel last- like he was literally doing. I mean, it does kind of make sense. I feel like he was doing the presidency just because he wanted to think. He thought it'd be fun. He literally, and then like fun. he was constantly playing golf and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he had to go into work. Probably, like, yeah. Like- by the time the sixth house, yeah, it's like fuck. I gotta start doing work now. Ew. Yeah. And then his relationships started getting challenged, like after he kind of started getting to work, and then Mars in seven. <laughs> Very interesting. And obviously, you know, Mars moves pretty fast, but and we've seen this kind of cycle around. But it's just very interesting. Like, I don't know if Donald Trump is going to win it again this year because of that Mars in eighth. Unless he then, either he's going to, like, win it and become a dictator or, like, I don't think he's going to win it. He may not. It's too soon to tell. I need to continue studying this chart. Dude, yeah. But anyway, we could... We could move on to the other political conversation, uh, weird political conversation we have going on right now with this just this weird fucking <sighs> coronavirus. <sighs> Bruh, like <clears throat> I've been thinking about how silly it is, but it's also come up in my mind today a lot because today I had one of my clients was really paranoid about me, like washing my hands and like she wanted me to use gloves, but I like explained to her that like that doesn't help anything like if i like it doesn't yeah uh but anyway that and then one of my clients canceled the next two weeks because she's they're afraid of it and i'm just like wow this is why also rice and lentils were totally gone at whole foods today and that's a very white people problem but also like people are buying up all this bulk stuff because i think they're about to be quarantined uh Every time we've seen this happen with Ebola, we've seen this happen with swine flu, we've seen this happen with everything. I remember the swine flu thing so clearly because I was in marching band and it was like a major thing for us. Like, like they made us like not, they literally told people that you couldn't sit with your like boyfriends and girlfriends on the band buses to competitions and shit and games because like they were trying to like stop people from like making out and swapping germs and all that. I'm like, dude, we're all in the same tube of bus tube together. We're all just going to swap each other's germs anyway. But it's just like the conversation around swine flu was so insane and people were like getting sick and like dying. And it was just so all every all over the place. But like, I feel like this is that again, like it just feels like that same hysteria. It's really funny because it's like, no, like literally like this happens every single time. Like every few years there's a new disease and yes, it's very concerning. And I think we all need to take it seriously. Wash your hands. I said, wash your hands. I didn't say rinse or sanitize and don't use vodka wash. 
He was vodka? He, did you see that Tito's vodka had to make a statement for people to stop, stop. using them and to you it does not stubble as hand sanitizer? Stop. People, oh my God. Also, uh, stop. The other thing that's funny too is stop wearing a mask unless you're sick. Like that doesn't help. And also because you're buying out all the masks, you're literally buying them from people who need them, like, you know, medical professionals, like people and doctors who are trying to see these patients who might have fucking coronavirus. Like, could you all relax with that? Like, you're, it's the people who are sick. If you're sick, you should wear a mask. Also, I saw a woman the other day wearing a mask and she had her scarf over her, her face and a person kind of just did a, like, sneeze cough, kind of just like, it wasn't like a, it was like a, like a, like a clearing their throat cough and that woman, like, scurried away yeah and also like that's not the kind of fear we need to be having over this kind of thing you can't like i feel like our followers if you've been listening this far and listening at all like i feel like you're probably pretty liberal but i feel like you know every this goes without saying we need to say it again just because you are a certain race does not mean that you are a carrier of a specific virus everybody can catch a virus and just stop being like seeing asian people and assuming the worst like there are little asian children that are being bullied for what reason for Uh, what reason also it's been pretty much consistently reported that children aren't actually getting it it's more so a much it's like older adults and then immunocompromised people exactly like children and their can't people are canceling schools and like oh and i saw coachella already moved frank ocean off the lineup he was literally like frank ocean literally probably consulted an astrologer just to make sure frank ocean was like he didn't have "Ah." to perform but what would be wild though is like coachella could cancel uh like could you like i just think about that like holy shit south by southwest already canceled this and it's this month or would have been this month um and it's wild because south by southwest in its entire existence has never canceled it's just it's like i can't believe what's going on and it's pretty insane too how it's like with you know saturn and capricorn almost at aquarius and mars connecting up with saturn and pluto and uh jupiter how it's really interesting how like we're having almost like martial law over this virus like people are being quarantined and like kept within boundaries of their homes and their cities and their countries or whatever and it's like capricorn and saturn saturn is boundaries capricorn is is limit like there's a lot of limits involved in this and it's just very interesting how it's limiting everybody and anyway but it's also stressing me out because i'm a chef and i go to the grocery store every freaking day for my you job i know it's people really are buying f- everything you want to know what's really freaking scary the also scary- that's gonna be food waste eventually people are gonna not this- know what's that food the Sorry. scariest part of this is this is really going to fuel Donald Trump's campaign. Yes, this because Donald Trump really already gonna runs on a fear it. platform and co- coronavirus is already an easier thing for him to latch onto. It's another thing to be feared. But you know what else might also, but think about it. Bernie's healthcare for all plan at the exactly. same time That's the why virus quite- is going around it's might quite- also be a beneficial for him it's it quite literally is going to be bernie or trump and i like the thing is like with like you were saying kind of like martial art and people like 
that is what people in the South hate. Like people in the South like the South because they get to have their space and they get to have their land. And with this Uranus and Taurus like transit, if people are not being able to have their space, like if they can't feel safe, if there has to be martial law, like if people are not educated enough on these issues, you're going to see people voting for Trump because Trump appeals to that Republican value of you don't have to share your resources. And why would people share resources if there's not enough face masks, if we're running out of hand sanitizer, if you now the lentils are so like literally like Donald Trump could like Corona. Could, like I've just been thinking about how like realistically with coronavirus, people who aren't even the first to be impacted are worried like they're going to literally get it tomorrow. And it's not like we do, this has shown that we have issues when it came to hygiene and making sure that we're not, not spreading bacteria around. Like the MTA had to clean all the trains, like do a full wipe down. And that's what they should be doing. That's what our taxpayer monies should be paying for. Like that is why we should elect someone like Bernie Sanders, who is going to make sure that our money is actually going to be utilized and we're going to have like mandatory cleaning of the United States. Like, I, like if you look in Germany, for example, like apparently there are laws like regulated on like they have to cut their ga- grass a certain way and they have to do a general upkeep. Like that is what taxes pay for. So it's like the things that are pressing now, like if we had a cleaner country, maybe we wouldn't be passing around as many drugs. If we had universal health care, maybe people would be healthier. Like, yes, you're going to lose money in taxes. But before you like before you get anything good, you kind of have to pay for it. So it's like and it's not even going to be like this huge jump. It's going to be like if you're paying nine percent like 9% or 5% taxes now, maybe like jump up to like nine or like 12% taxes. Yeah. Like, but it will pay off. And when you look at all the other countries, the United States of America pays the fourth lowest amount of taxes in comparison to all other developed countries. We are the fourth lowest, like our taxes are the fourth lowest, which means like, I feel like we have the fourth lowest taxes and it shows like you have developed countries like Denmark and like freaking half of like Scandinavia, like just like having all these great programs and yes, they're paying high taxes, but it pays for itself to some extent. Right. Ugh, that's literally what we want, right? To be able to pay for government programs that we use as our country and our citizens. And uh, I don't know why people don't want to do that, but I feel like what people like, and you know, like, I feel like it's probably like ignorance in regards to a lot of people. It's like people like have this, like, kind of fear still instilled with them like americans have not had to be scared in the same way that people from other countries have had to be scared like americans like nothing for nothing have been kind like yes world war ii yes like the revolution all those things are scary but there are then people who are in certain countries who have like drone sites like struck at them every single day there are children who like grew up and know that at any point in time they can die like americans have a lot of privilege in regards to safety and peace of mind so we need to stop acting like bernie sanders is so liberal and progressive when in reality and uh, compared to other like developed countries, he is very centralist. And when we accept that, then we can understand that we're not going to be this extreme liberal country. We're in reality in the grand scheme of things going to turn into a very moderate country, like vote for Bernie Sanders. So we could be a moderate developed country. That's all I want is moderate now. At this point, geez, can we just get back to something that makes some damn sense out here? And it just is so sad. Like I saw somebody tweet about how she's like, 
being in a country where we've had health care for like ever, just free health care forever, it's really weird to watch you guys like um go back and Bravo forth for, about healthcare being free. For care. Like it's insane how you have to do that, how we spend so much money to have this health insurance and then even then worse people are treated poorly at doctor's offices and or can't afford or only certain only the, the health insurance only gives them shit doctors or doctors that are really crowded or whatever or it takes forever to get a appointment it's just like it's just absurd we should it's have, just really funny because we shouldn't have to beg to for medical care it's 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 wild I feel like to some extent, like, I feel like when you're thinking about, like, some of these older politicians and so forth, like having um, Pluto Leo, it's kind of interesting because they want to believe that they're, like, the very best. They're like, we did this. We created, we worked so hard and we, like, shoveled through snow and did all this. Pluto Leo wants to believe they're the best, but then Pluto Virgo upholds it and then continues the work ethic point. Like, because our parents are Pluto Virgos. Like, they are they value hard work and 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 value like you know the american think about it virgo being opposite pisces like there's a lot of dreaming there virgo is like the american dream vibe it's like the attainable american dream that you can get and like that's the thing i think to some extent like i was about to say like leo and virgo but both of them kind of to some extent have to like sit down and admit that yes they made great strides but they didn't do enough yet. But and also, like I, it doesn't even matter. It's like it's like they made great strides, and they did make great strides. But also, it's time for new generations to make great strides because shit changes and things adapt, and society exactly. Changes and like they made, but great I don't strides think they're getting then. But now we have to make great new strides for what's happening now. I don't think they're getting that, and I don't think that a lot of Gen Z. No offense to Gen Z, Gen Z and maybe younger millennials. I don't necessarily know. There's okay, not even just younger millennials. Gen Z and millennials. I feel like they. I feel like Scorpio Pluto is out here trying to like figure out where they fit in in regards to the community and like the American dream. Because I feel like Scorpio Pluto feels like the dream was kept from them, whereas like Sagittarius Pluto people are still working to undercover and understand the system. Yeah. And also getting involved because can all Sagittarius Plutos vote yet? They all can, right? Um, I don't know. I think that there are some. No, because 24 know, is the oldest. So I guess maybe there are some that can't. No, I was going to say there's definitely Sag Plutos that cannot vote yet. But some oh. that can also. Because I, I know Sag Pluto who's 16. I think it's very interesting because I, I really think that, yes, I think that Sag Pluto, like, regardless of anything, like, after this election, like, Sag Pluto is definitely going to turn out. Like, that Sagittarius Pluto energy is going to be loud and proud and really, like, you know, kind of lead revolutions. But um, it really is on Scorpio Pluto, I feel like. And I feel like a lot of older Scorpio Plutos are complacent with being complacent. <laughs> yeah Ugh, but man whatever we'll uh have to do a part two soon when the primaries finish up or when we'll figure something out when we have the nominees both against each other because this is all 
all this politics stuff is and all this coronavirus. I mean, fuck. Let's hope we like, you know, live. I like it mostly in isolate. <coughs> We're gonna be fine. Oh my god, stop. <coughs> I know, I know, I know. We're gonna be fine. I'm not worried about it at all. I just live in such a populated area that I'm like, damn, people, can we all fucking chill? Yo, not gonna lie, was so happy to be back in Florida. Like when people were really freaked out about Corona and then it only got scarier and scarier for people, bro. When I came back to Florida and like, I am literally, that's the one thing about that's nice about living in the South. I'm not really coming into contact with that many people. (laughs) Real. Now I've just been like using a lot of hand sanitizer when I'm out in the world and washing my hands at work all the time and at home and obviously at other times and just keeping it pushing. It's all you can do. It's all you can do. But anybody wash your hands, people. I, I, Stay here's home a high thought. Here's a high thought. I wish that more social media influencers and like celebrities would get their stands to like, get civically engaged i know beyonce help us beyonce help us what's more powerful than um elizabeth warren's endorsement beyonce Mm. rihanna and beyonce are more powerful elizabeth warren needs to get on it i understand you're bummed out you lost sucks but Time to endorse Bernie. Keep it pushing. If you endorse Biden, you have no spine. Okay, great. Oh, my um, God. Anyway, I think that's a good place to, to wrap it. I agree. I'm going to go masturbate. This is said <laughs> Black Women Cry on Twitter and Instagram. If you haven't checked my host scopes, go oh. to at Clona Willie Kit and read your sun and rising sign. Woo! I tell the future. <laughs> Amazing. Bravo. Love you. And follow me, Shannon, Astrology Chef, Twitter, Insta. Follow our Insta and our Twitter for the pod, Astrology Sucks Pod on Insta, Sucks Astrology on Twitter. We need to meme some stuff. We need to post some stuff. I just hate, I'm like, honestly, I just like don't really post a lot during Mercury Retrograde, except for on Twitter, but like Instagram, nah, I'm, I'm gonna keep it pu- I'm gonna keep it pushed. I'm gonna keep pushing. We'll wait till the rec- retrograde's over. <laughs> But anyway, love y'all. Love you. Don't forget to go vote. Yes, bitches. All of you vote. And we will definitely keep reminding everybody to vote. But check up, check your Google, your state. Check out where you can vote. Make double check your registration. Because if you can't vote in the primary now, it's okay. But like if, if you if you realize your registration is messed up, you can't vote right now. But you'll be able to vote still in November. So like that. And that's the important one, everybody. So... Anyway, vote. We love you. Rock, <laughs> rock the boat, bitches. <laughs> All right. Bye. Love